Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Radio Omnigloss podcast. My name is Simon Ager and in this episode I will be talking about languages and dialects and trying to find out if there is any difference between a language and a dialect, how to define them, find out where they come from, how they develop and so on. Incidentally, the tune you heard at the beginning of this episode was The Spider's Adventures, or Antiriaithar Priv Kopin. I wrote it in the spring of 2017, and it is the first part of my spring set. You will hear the other parts later on in this episode. There is a famous quotation about language and dialect, which is credited to the Russian linguist Max Weinrich, 1894-1969, who specialised in Yiddish and sociolinguistics, and apparently said that a language is a dialect with an army and a navy, or in Yiddish, something like Sprach is a dialect mit an army und flot. However, he probably wasn't the first person to say this. He heard it from an audience member in one of his lectures, liked it and used it in an article published in 1945. There is some truth in this saying, and we will investigate that in a bit. But first, let's look at some definitions of language and dialect. The Free Dictionary defines language as communication of thoughts and feelings through a system of arbitrary signals, such as voice sounds, gestures or written symbols. Such a system including its rules for combining its components, such as words, such a system as used by a nation, people or distinct community, often contrast with dialect. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines language as the words, their pronunciation and the methods of combining them used and understood by a community, and a systematic means of communicating ideas or feelings by the use of conventionalized signs, sounds, gestures or marks having understood meanings. According to the Free Dictionary, a dialect is a regional or social variety of a language distinguished by pronunciation, grammar or vocabulary, especially a variety of speech differing from the standard literary language or speech pattern of the culture in which it exists. And the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines dialect as a regional variety of language distinguished by features of vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation from other regional varieties and constituting together with them a single language. Which is interesting because some linguists might define a language as a collection of more or less mutually intelligible dialects. So in some ways a language is a theoretical construct because you have all these different dialects, and maybe one, possibly more than one of them, is chosen to be the official standard language for a particular country, region, or community, and that acquires a standard form of writing and orthography, and literature is produced in that language, and it's used in official circumstances, in government, and administration, and education, and the media, and that becomes seen as the language. And then other forms of speech used in that region or community may be seen as somewhat inferior, wrong, or slang, patois, and so on. However, they all probably come from the same root originally, and one of them just happened to be chosen to be the language. Although in some cases, such as Norway, there are actually two standard forms of written language. So, as I said, a language could be seen as a collection of more or less mutually intelligible dialects. And dialects form continuums, that is, you have a collection of forms of speech that are more or less mutually intelligible. People who regularly have contact with each other and live close by probably understand each other and they speak in similar ways. So they speak different dialects of the same language, you could say. 
Then you go a bit further, and the language is a bit different. And the further away you get, the more different the language is. But if you cross a border into a different country, even if the dialects on each side of the border are very similar, and people can understand each other without too much difficulty, they may be classified as belonging to different languages. For example, in Germany, there are many different regional varieties of German. In the south, in the geographically high regions of Germany, the high German dialects are spoken, including standard German, Hochdeutsch, high German, and Bavarian. And then in Austria and Switzerland, you have varieties of high German. In Switzerland, they're known as Zweite Deutsch and something similar. And they differ significantly from Hochdeutsch, the standard German, but they are considered dialects of high German. But then in the north, you have the low German dialects, Plattdeutsch, because the north is geographically lower, nearer sea level than the south. And they are very similar to the dialects spoken in the Netherlands and Belgium. But in the Netherlands, such dialects are labelled Dutch, Nederlands, and in Belgium, they are labelled Vlaams, Flemish, or Belgian Dutch, or something similar. And then in Luxembourg, there is Luxembourgish which is very similar to the dialects of German spoken in nearby parts of Germany, in the Mosul region particularly. However, it is classified as a separate language. So the difference between the language and the dialect is not just linguistic, but also political, social and geographical. And now let's think about where dialects come from and how they develop over time. One well-known example is Latin which started off as a language of one region of Italy, and at the height of the Roman Empire, spread throughout Western Europe and North Africa, and became the language of the Roman Catholic Church and scholarship and literature in Europe for many centuries long after the Roman Empire collapsed, and is still studied and developed into many other languages. So how did that happen? Let me take you back to the 10th century BC, when a tribe known as the Latini, settled in central Italy, particularly in the Tiber Valley, a region that became known as Latium. In modern Italy, it is known as Lazio. And they set up a number of towns and cities, including Rome, and their language, Latin, was one of a number of languages spoken in Italy at the time, including relatives of Latin, such as Faliscan, Umbrian, and Oscan. And in the south of Italy, there were Greek colonies, and in the north of Italy, there was a large area that was ruled by the Etruscans, and also there were Celtic tribes who spoke languages such as Leptonic and possibly Ligurian and Venetic. Nobody knows exactly where Etruscan came from or what it was related to. Some have tried to link it to languages of Turkey, Indo-European languages spoken in Turkey, such as Luvian. Others have tried to link it to languages spoken in the Greek islands. The Etruscans borrowed an alphabet from the Greeks and adapted it to write their language and started doing so in about the 8th century BC. And about a century or so later, the Latin speakers borrowed the alphabet from the Etruscans and adapted it to write Latin. The earliest surviving examples of literature in Latin date from about 150 BC and include Latin translations of Greek plays and Cato's Manual on Farming. So as the power of Rome developed and they started conquering neighbouring areas and territories and eventually they took over the whole of Italy, then other parts of Europe and North Africa and the Middle East, they spread the Latin language. And there would have been different varieties of Latin spoken in different parts of Italy and different parts of the empire, influenced by the other languages people spoke in those areas. For example, in Gaul, what is now France, 
People spoke Celtic languages mainly, and when the Romans conquered Gaul and people started speaking Latin, they would have carried over elements of their native languages into their Latin, and that would have affected the way Latin developed there. And similarly, other languages affected Latin in different places. So Latin was the main language of the Roman Empire, particularly the western part part of the Roman Empire. In the eastern part of the Roman Empire, Greek was the main language, and Greek influenced Latin because the Romans admired Greek culture and literature and they copied many elements from it. Most educated Romans were familiar with both languages. So after the Roman Empire collapsed in the West in the mid-5th century, it continued in the East for longer, but Latin continued to be spoken in the territories of the Roman Empire, except in certain places such as Britain, where it didn't really take hold, although it influenced the local languages to varying degrees. So in the areas where Latin continued to be spoken, it developed into different varieties, and in different places some of those varieties became chosen as the standard for the written language, and eventually became the modern Romance languages. The word Romance comes from Roman. So in France, the forms of speech used around Paris were the most prestigious and became the basis for the written French and standard modern French developed from there. So the other regional varieties spoken in France that developed from Latin are not dialects of Parisian French. They have their own separate history and development. And now it's time for another tune, I think. This is a hedge full of sparrows or Gwirch Llaunadar the second tune in my spring set. A set of tunes I wrote in the spring of 2017. After the Western Roman Empire collapsed at the end of the 5th century AD, Latin continued to be used as a literary language throughout much of Western and Central Europe. There is a lot of literature in Latin from the medieval period, in all sorts of styles, scholarly works, religious works, and so on. And indeed it was the main written language in that area until about the 15th century after which other languages started to replace it, descendants of Latin, plus other languages like English and German. However, Latin continued to be used in the Roman Catholic Church, and is still used to some extent in the Vatican, and there are some scholars who are trying to 
revive Latin as an everyday spoken language and teach it as a spoken language rather than traditional Latin teaching which involves reading and translation. And Latin terminology is often used by scientists such as biologists and paleontologists to name species and specimens and by doctors to name diseases. Now we have some idea of where dialects come from and how they develop. Maybe we should ask, does it matter whether the way you speak your your form of language is classified as a language or a dialect? Well, from a linguistic point of view, it doesn't really matter at all. But there are other reasons why it does matter. If your form of language is recognised as a language by your local regional or national government or by other international organisations, this gives it some kind of status, recognition, prestige and possibly protection. It may be possible if you have an official uh, recognised language to receive funding in order to produce educational material and other publications, to produce television and radio programmes and films and signs and translations and such like. So it can be used in schools, in the media, and so on. If your type of language is not officially recognised and is seen as a dialect, it may be more difficult to obtain such things, and it may not have such prestige and respect. So it can be quite important whether you speak a language or a dialect. And now it's time for the final part of the spring set. This is the Field Mouse's Delight, or Shawenith Shagotten Akoid. languages and dialects for now. I hope you found this interesting. If you'd like to leave any comments, you can go to omniglot.com slash radio. You can also find notes and links to more information on the page for this episode. If you'd like to suggest any topics for future episodes, please do so. You can also contact me at feedback at omniglot.com. I am recording this in the week before Christmas 2018. If you'll celebrate Christmas or anything else at this time of year, I hope you have a lovely time. And I will talk to you again in the new year with a new episode. What that will be about, I don't know yet. So thank you for listening and goodbye.